I guess we'll do anything for the camera. <laughs> a golf ball crashes through my back windshield. Someone stopped me and asked me if I was wearing a woman's shirt. Answer your phone and tell the truth. I'm glad we uh, got to meet each other. Hey, welcome to the first podcast. So exciting to be here. Wow. After the many millions of viewers that happened eventually, you were the first. Well, you know what? Happy to be kicking it off. So first of all, we want to talk about some stuff maybe in real estate, but also we want to talk about life. Because mm -hmm. like, who really cares about real estate? Not many, Very but few. whatever. So I hear you really like our Allied Title shirts. Well, you've always said that you need swag and part of the swag is wearing it. Part of wearing it is something very comfortable. Um, I've always loved your shirts, but I'm a big V-neck guy. Oh. You know, so I was so excited last month when I was in your settlement office and I saw V-necks, grabbed a couple of them, great colors for me, size large. Uh, was rocking them, wearing them around until it took probably two or three wears and someone stopped me and asked me if I was wearing a woman's shirt. Uh, he was like, it kind of looks like you got that off a of Cabbage Patch Kid. And as I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I, I might push it a little bit. Sometimes stuff might be a little too a little tight, tight, but it was, it was definitely hugging the arms in the, the bellular area. And turns out the V-necks are only for women. And uh, apparently I like to wear your women's shirts. That's amazing. So, because yeah. first of all, I saw those shirts too, not knowing who ordered them. And I'm like, oh, V-neck, I like this. And I held it up and I saw it going like this. I'm like, is that a... Is this a men's shirt? Like, oh, no, no, that's women's. Yeah, well, nobody told me when I was no, picking them up. They did I just not. went, out, not. And went so, out in public. I'm just glad you sported it. Yeah. You sported it well. Yeah. Not only did you wear it once, but twice. Is it possible, now that you know it's a women's shirt, that you will wear it for a third time? I guess we'll do anything for the camera. <laughs> right? Here we go! Yeah. So, doing a little back of the napkin math, I have you as generating at least over $2 billion, originated over $2 billion in loans. But... I never hear you talk about your numbers, and in a, the day and age where you know, everyone's about, I did this much, I did this much, why don't you ever kind of self-promote? Uh, I mean, there's opportunities there, and there's a good way to do it, and, and you know, some people's strategy is to, is to put it out there, and it probably is smart because people want to work with people that are mm -hmm. successful closing numbers and things like that. So it's worked better for me to be the guy behind the gals and the guy, right? So yep. put the realtors at the front, uh, at the forefront of everything. You know, they can do their their marketing and things like that. And you know, back I, I just I I've always kind of felt that nobody probably really cares that much <laughs> what my numbers are. Um, I they just want me to be able to deliver for their clients and be available. So. That's worked better for me. Makes a lot of sense. If you won't humble brag about yourself, we will here at the <laughs> podcast. But in your best year ever, on your own with your team, you're, you have a great team, but they're a smaller team when you look at the, the volume you guys do. You guys did over 300 million on an annual basis. It's pretty amazing. Well, yeah, it, it, we did. And, well, thank you. But we also have to temper our own uh, egos here. That was... 2020, 2021, where everyone was going crazy real estate. It was a perfect combination of low, lowest rates ever, people wanting houses more than ever. And, you know, that combination did result in some big numbers. I like the humbleness. Mm -hmm. With that said, if people are listening out there, if you're a loan officer and you're thinking about getting into the, the loan officer game, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a word. If you're getting into the loan officer game, what if you were starting over? Give me the top three things you would recommend to a young loan officer or even someone making a career change to become a loan officer. What would you tell them to do? 
Um, I mean, I can just say what worked for me. Mm -hmm. I would say find an experienced loan officer and go work for them as their assistant. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, learning underneath somebody, it, it makes you, it gives you the, that comfort level, it gets you the activity, because the hardest thing, especially when you're starting out, is who's going to trust me to talk about mortgages and close their mortgage. Mm -hmm. um, so I think finding somebody established that you can, you can get under, learn the ropes from, I think that's number one. Number two, learn your craft. Um, you know, fake it till you make it. We've all heard that in sales. Yeah. And, and there's always a degree of that, but you need to make sure you know what you're doing. Probably coming in after some initial training, you'll know more than most. But if you can make yourself the expert and confidently know what you're talking about to anybody, when questions come up, that's huge. Um, and number three, answer your phone and tell the truth. Yeah. It's kind of a novel concept, but I mean, the, the silly thing about any business is there's so many, there's a lot of people not doing it correctly. So if you can just do the basic stuff that your mom taught you to do, sure, <laughs> you know, my sure. mom taught me to do, uh, that, if you can start with that, it sadly does sort of separate you from a lot of people and people just want to be, you know, be straight up with them, know what you're talking about and be available when they and need be you. Available. And we were even talking too, like, I understand for loan officers, they're like, hey, I don't want to be on the phone all weekend long. Mm -hmm. I get it to a degree. Number one, you have to sacrifice and you have to do what it takes. But if you're not going to answer, you can get someone else to, you can pay someone that's good at math to answer the phone, that can run some numbers, that can mm -hmm. at least give an answer to someone. So even if it's not you, it's creating those systems in place so that someone from your team is available for them, right? Right, yeah, and that, that was something else you encouraged me with. Again, you're good at scaling, I'm not. For so many years, I had myself and, and one uh, assistant, now he's my partner. Um, and yeah, when things get busy and you're getting calls all weekend, you get, the burnout factor is real. Yeah. So, you know, people have families and you want to be able to do other stuff. But when my realtors call me, they need something then. Um, so you're exactly right. Hiring some people and what we've mm -hmm. done on my team is everyone's assigned to a weekend. So, you know, each month there's, you know, there's four of us total. So we take turns who's assigned to the weekend. Anybody can still have their phone available, but there's one designated person to run the numbers and then everybody else can go live their life. And having those breaks is important because then our business is still being monitored, mm -hmm. our agents are still being serviced, but we do get time off to breathe yeah. and be a human. Burnout is real. Important. You yeah. got to prepare for it. You got to plan for it. And mm -hmm. that's part of the systems and all that stuff. Yeah. Now you've done a great job of that. Just sometimes I think you can overcomplicate business strategy and there's 20 things that you have to do. Taking a step back, looking at your career, you've had a very successful one. What's the one thing, if you had to choose, that's made you successful looking back at your career? Um, I think it's building trust with the agents and clients. Um, you know, one of my biggest agents once told me the reason that she likes working with us is we make them feel safe. We make her feel safe. And you know, again, we're, we're getting somebody alone. It's not a life or death situation, but yeah. realtors are working hard to get people under contract. Buyers are finding their dream home and stressed out about what's going mm -hmm. on. What we, I think we do a good job of and what we always try to, strive to do is take the mortgage process and take it off their plates because mm -hmm. we do that. Yeah. And we want them to have full confidence knowing it's gonna get done because we don't miss deadlines. Um, and you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a me thing necessarily. I've aligned myself with the company that I think backs me up the best for my style of work. Um, I know you have to be competitive with rate and stuff like that, but, uh, the whole idea is when a, when an agent trusts me to take that name and talk to that client, yep. they can focus on other things and, and not worry about cause they know I'm going to take care of the loan. So again, I'm a simple guy, you know, I don't, I don't need to overcomplicate it. My job is to deliver, answer the phone, get 
people the best terms that I can and meet all the timelines without a bunch of drama. And if we can deliver that, you make people feel safe and people like to feel safe. All the stuff that our mom taught us. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You've been doing some video lately. Mm. And I remember we were talking about, you're like, oh, these younger kids, because we're not youngish anymore, <laughs> that are dancing on TikTok, like, I'm never going to do that. I, I was, and I think you've done a great job, because now you've been releasing video, it's educational, it's what people want to hear, uh, and it's, it, everyone has their own video style. I think you've done a really good job branding yourself with your, like, educational, high-quality video. Mm. So that's good. Well, yeah, and... You encouraged me to get out there and do it. It's a big part of any kind of... My dad was in advertising forever. This is modern-day advertising. And I, I shied away from it. I fought it for so long. Because a lot of the people are doing a great job, you know, with the kind of quirkier videos. And it just it didn't feel real and authentic for, for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll get out there on the dance floor. But to put it out there in a video, it just didn't feel right combined with my business. So... What we decided to do was, you know, with your encouragement, sit down and just do some timeless topical pieces because there's certain things in the mortgage business that never change that are always going to be applicable and just try to come up with a few topics that can be out there for content to share with realtors, can share with their clients. You know, what are certain things, a recast, what's a refinance, closing costs, just things that don't really change. Mm -hmm. And then we, through that, set the platform up and then be able to sprinkle in, you know, market changes, rate updates, things like that. So we've got the, the professionally shot yeah. videos and then if I just need to grab my phone and do something quick on a market update, there's a place to do it. Well, I think one thing you're really good at, because we're both on the older side of things, maybe you in this environment with younger agents and people on video, but like you're, you jumped in, you own your style and now the quality looks awesome. And I keep hearing all the people we know being like, that is really good on video. So, I mean, it shows you that even at any time of your career, you can always evolve, you can always change your strategy, you can learn it. Even for us at Ally Title, like we had some decent marketing schools, skills, but we didn't know what we were doing on the video side. We hired a whole bunch of young people. They taught us how to do video. Right. Now we're doing video a day. But I couldn't even imagine doing a video a day a year ago. Right. You know, right. but things just change so often, you know, that you know, you just gotta adapt to it and do it. You've done a great job of that. Well, I appreciate it. Well and, and again, you got me out there to do it. And and again, it's once you t once you take the step and get in there, you realize it's not that hard, especially if you're just doing it at your comfort level. So again, People that are doing, you know, more creative things, that's awesome. You just got to find what works for you. And if, if it comes off real and you're not trying to be something that you're not, I think it's going to play pretty well with the public. No, I like that. And like just some names, like Kyle Toomey has his style where mm -hmm. he's running through houses and it's like fun music. Yeah, it's great. And he's the Gen Zer and it's, it's, it's awesome. Shepard Act does his thing. John Coleman has a, a brand I constantly notice where he's, hey, come in, check out this house. So like mm -hmm. everyone has their own style and it works for them. Right, so, right. I love it. So, you know, you randomly remember things for no reason, like many years later. Mm -hmm. And I still remember today uh, the job occupation you said when you were on a dating TV show many years ago. <laughs> really going so, back in the <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I remember you were laid off from your first job, which, oh. by the way, you went to Atlanta. You were making $50,000. Like, oh, I was The rich, richest man. guy <laughs> in the world. Yep. And then Maybe the dumbest too, just a good interview. So. <laughs> Soon after that, you got laid off. Mm -hmm. And uh, then so. you got into a dating show. And it said job, job occupation, retired, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. Well, you're 23 years old, you had retired there. Tell us about that experience and that dating show. I had nothing to offer, not even a job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're just trying to look. I mean, reality show, right? I mean, it, it was not a, it was on the WB. So let's not get too far <laughs> ahead of ourselves here. Um, yeah, they, I think they, you won it. 
I think I he won mean, the he won the date. Some would say you can look it up on YouTube if you want. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was it was yeah. They were asking what your job is. I didn't have a job. I wasn't going to make something up. So I decided retired. So that great. Sounded great. Okay, so let me let me turn this back on you a little oh, bit. Okay, Latney nice. Latney is our ideas guy. He's our opener. He's the he's the starter. He's the collector. So um, you've had a lot of really great ideas, and some not so great ideas. <laughs> And what's something that you talked us into the neighborhood, into buying collectively that may or may not have turned out to be questionable? I have a feeling I know what you're talking about, so let me know if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> Would it be the golf cart that I bought or that we bought together that didn't work for the first year? Uh, that's exactly what I'm talking Correct. about. Correct. Yeah. So you've got the club car, you've got the other well-known golf cart names, and then you've got this company in Texas that has the Chinese version that's like 40% less. And I was like, ah, what could go wrong? It gets <laughs> delivered. <is> yeah, <laughs> it gets delivered. We drive it around the neighborhood one time. It cranks out. We have to push it up a hill home, mm -hmm. and we can never get it started again. And if I remember correctly, we go to the manufacturer, and they're like, yeah, if you can get it to someone to fix it, we will fix it at no cost. I was like, first of all, why don't you come take it yeah. and go fix it? And it literally took us a year to find someone. Mm -hmm. Eventually, they took it. I think they the they fixed it. It came back. It worked one time and it broke down again. Yeah, right? we, and we tried to give it back. They wouldn't take it back. They said we're under warranty. Yeah, and they were like, if you guys figure out what the problem is, then uh, we'll fix it for you. So I guess we're also engineers. <laughs> so then we eventually got it back to another guy, but it took them eight months to look at it. Mm -hmm. And eventually, we called like, "Where's our card? What's going on?" And then they did something. They probably just flipped a switch that we never knew about. Yep. And then that didn't work. And then it came back, and you told me it didn't work, so I just assumed it didn't because it didn't for the first year and a half. Yeah. What did we find out, though? I was supposed to put, push the power button. The power button is important. <laughs> the power button is important. Well, nobody gave me the, the tutorial. Now, so, I will tell yeah. you this. The first year and a half, it was not the power button. Though. That was no, actually no, just no. a bad choice by me, getting a bad manufacturer. Uh, we still have the golf cart. Mm -hmm. In fact, we consistently take about one to two rides a month now because we live two blocks from each other. Yeah, and the kids and we love pick it. Up, the kids love it. We pick up other neighbors. We drive around. Yeah. And then we do have, there's four of us that own it in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth friend, he never invested in it. We won't let him ride it. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, right? And the kids love to drive by his house and scream, you can't ride the golf cart. Yeah. So that's, 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 that's really pretty mature, right? great things we're teaching our children. That's mature, I'm sure. Great. Uh, so yeah, I do apologize about that one. It was a horrible idea. I'm st it's starting to grow on me though a little more. Well, now, now that it's working, it's, it's becoming a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Allied title's been around for a little bit. I think mm -hmm. we're year six or seven. You've been around forever. <laughs> yeah, so nice people, one. I guess people assume we met in the real estate industry. Mm, that is not the case. Not at all. Why don't you tell some people, how do we meet? And was it a nice experience? Ooh, a nice experience. Well, we go back to college. Um, mm -hmm. We were in rival fraternities, mm -hmm. SAE, Sigma Chi. Um, with that comes a little competition. But you and I knew of each other, didn't really know each mm -hmm. other really well. Mm -hmm. uh, there was one day when I was backing out of my fraternity house with a couple people in my car to play some pickup football or pickup soccer, rather. You yeah. know, we're just innocent guys, just mind our own business. Yeah. As we're pulling out, a golf ball crashes through my back windshield, <laughs> hits poor Timmy in the head. And we're all just sitting there looking at each other. Instantly, we knew where it came from across the street at the SAE house. So <laughs> we gather up our troops, come rushing up to your house like we're really going to do anything. But that's what you do back in the day. Sure. Run up on this group of 15, 20 
bros standing around, shirts off, barbecue, music blasting, and we're like, who hit a golf ball at our house? And the only guy that said anything was the guy holding a golf club over his shoulder. He was like, nobody hit any golf clubs. <laughs> so we're just standing there not knowing what to do. Some words were exchanged. We had one guy that was pretty intertwined with your group and my group, mm -hmm. and he kind of called us all off and found out who it was. But in that, you and I actually met and shook hands for the first time. Because neither one of us are really overly controversial <laughs> people, and ultimately we like to make friends with our enemies, which is what we did. So well, and then we, we brought together the groups. Hey, these aren't these bad people. That's not a bad guy. Let's hang out <laughs> with them. Come on in, have a drink. And then here we are, twenty-ish years later, because yeah. we just graduated a couple years ago. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just exactly. A, just a couple. Well, and that's the moral of the story. And and you know we're all. You might see somebody as competition or, you know, or, or your enemy or adversary, but ultimately a lot of those people are just like you. Yeah, and cool. if you find common ground and hang out, maybe it works out better. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad so. we uh, got to meet each other. Well, it was, no it was a great way. It was no a great golf way. ball, though, right? <laughs>